Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Remember when it was impossible to misplace the TV remote? The price is right. Because you were the TV remote? Fantasy Idol. for you. Remember when music sounded like this? <laughs> Remember when social media was truly social? Hey, John, how's it going today? Good, man. Well, this show is all about you. Only the good die. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. Helpful information on your finances, good health, and what to do for fun. You know that only the good die young. 50 Plus, brought to you by the UT Health Consortium on Aging. Informed decisions for a healthier, happier life. And by Incredible. If a stain seems indelible, you haven't tried Incredible. And now, 50 Plus with Doug Pike. All right, here we go. Friday edition of the program starts right now. Thank you very much for listening. I certainly do appreciate it. I'm going to drive Will crazy right now. Will Wordle in three. That's what I did today. Have you even tried it yet? I figured as much. All right. Nice weather ahead. I won't dwell there, I promise. Great weekend. Well into next week. No forecast of rain, really. So please do continue getting outdoors whenever, wherever you can, even if it's for just a short walk or maybe if you have trouble walking around the block just walk up and down the driveway a little bit and if you have trouble walking which some of us certainly do just sit in a chair outside and soak up a little vitamin d okay we've had enough doctors tell us that vitamin d is good enough and necessary to just keep us healthy and happy so let's let's go do that as if we didn't already know that no wonder really that i i get i feel very good when i'm in sunshine i feel that sun on the back of my neck I have fallen asleep in a few deer stands, leaning into a corner where just there's an open window behind me and the the sun is on the back of my neck and it's nice and cold inside there, but just that little bit of exposed skin on my neck, it's almost like a sedative to me. It just rocks me to sleep very quietly, very comfortably. I I just love being outside, even if it's in the wintertime, summer, I don't care. I just like being there. All right, so, and again, it's it goes back to what I was just about to say. That, I think, is one of the reasons I would never, could never live in the Northwest. It's no wonder those people are so depressed, so weird. They hardly ever see the sun. At least that's what I hear. And even just hearing about all the rain and clouds they have is enough to keep me away. It's green. There's no question about that. All that rain... And, and I guess there's some sunlight, at least enough to grow those big old trees and whatnot up there. I just have not been to the Northwest, and and I'm okay with that. It's just kind of crazy up there anyway. It's not for me. So the Masters is underway, and I cannot ignore the Masters. I must talk about it. I must talk about it. And I guess I'm actually going to kind of go against my own rule by by telling you what I'm about to tell you about Tiger Woods. Apparently, from what I've heard and, and seen and read, 
so far about this golf tournament, Tiger Woods may very well be the only guy playing. I've only heard about Tiger Woods and what he's done. I've only heard about Tiger Woods and what he may do, and it's driving me nuts. Last night I watched the Golf Channel, a show called Live from the Masters, and I listened to the most gushy, gooey, fawning over Tiger Woods. It was like these two guys were were thinking about asking Tiger Woods to the prom, and they're in high school, and, and Tiger is the... He's just boy. That's he's the the one that everybody wants to be around. But he's it's just nuts. I'm sorry. He he hasn't played in 500 days. He had to rehab from a horrible accident just to get to where he could walk. Then to where he could kind of work on his golf game. And now, congratulations to him. He's he's back playing competitive golf. And I'm not taking anything away from him on that. But Brandel Chambly and some some other guy whose name escapes me, I can't remember, they just went on and on about Tiger this and Tiger that. And 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 then they the, the fun part for me is when they turned to 2014 European Ryder Cup captain Paul McGinley and basically asked him to just continue their drooling over Tiger a little more. He kind of set him straight in a nutshell. He's he said Tiger played okay on Thursday, but he only hit nine greens, he reminded them. And he had some trouble with his driver, he reminded him them. And and if he hadn't chipped lights out, frankly, Tiger, and this is what McGinley was saying, Tiger would have been in a little a different place than he was. Granted, he, he's a top ten. Okay. But McGinley went on to say it's just the first day. It's just the first day. The other two had already kind of sorted out scenarios by which Tiger was going to come back to, to win again and presumably take every other major this year and next year. Even Tiger Woods would tell those guys to pump the brakes. I listened to what Tiger had to say after his round, and it and he's far more realistic about what he's doing, about what it's going to take to make the cut, to even consider, think about finishing this tournament. He knows he's got a lot of work to do. And in honor of the nine guys who finished ahead of Tiger yesterday, whose names weren't even mentioned in the 20 or 30 minutes I listened to live from the Masters, they were as follows. Sung Ye Im, five under par, leading. Cam Smith, the guy I picked, four under par. Willett at three. Neiman at three. Scheffler at three. Connors at three. Dustin Johnson at three. Jason Kokrak, whom I interviewed here once during the show, he's one of the funniest guys I got an opportunity to interview doing that gig, and Charles Schwartzel at two under par. All of those guys finished better than Tiger Woods yesterday. And there were seven other guys tied with Tiger at one under. And Tiger understands that. Tiger gets it. But this entourage that follows him around and just worships the ground he walks on they just can't wait for something. They're going to follow him around every shot, and and that's fine. I, I'm glad that Tiger brings to the game what he brings to the game. But I would like it if the people who are charged with announcing for the Masters, announcing what's going on at the first major of the year, how about maybe they casually at least mention that there are other people on the golf course? That's all... 
I don't think that's asking too much. They're covering the Masters. If it were the live from Tiger Woods, then I would expect that kind of coverage. But if they're going to cover the golf tournament, they should cover the golf tournament, which I will tomorrow morning, by the way, on Sports Talk 790. The show starts at 7. I'll talk some outdoors then, and then um, I'll get to the Masters, and we'll talk a lot about that. U.S. Law Shield would love to have you take a look at their website, uslawshield.com to see what it means to be a law-abiding gun owner in the state of Texas now, to see what it means, see what you can do, what you should do, if you ever get stopped while you're carrying your guns, if you're traveling state to state with your guns, if you, heaven forbid, come across an active shooter scenario. They have information about all of that there, and they also have information about how you can, for just a very nominal fee, get 24-7 access to a gun rights attorney in case you do have to use that gun of yours. Go to the website, take a look, uslawshield.com, uslawshield.com. What's life without a nap? I suggest you go to bed and sleep it off. Just wait until the show's over, sleepy. Back to Doug Pike as 50 Plus continues. Eighteen on AM 950 KPRC. Thank you for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. Beautiful Friday afternoon around here. We're going to talk in this segment about some of the craziness in our country right now and, and how our founding fathers might react if they were somehow dragged back here against their... I don't know that they'd want to come back, honestly, at this point. Uh, with that, I'll bring in Steve Rabb, author of The Founder's Speech to a Nation in Crisis. Welcome back to 50 Plus, Steve. Good to see you, Doug. How yeah, are you today? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day outside, and I've got the show up and running. Haven't made a mistake yet, but it's early, <laughs> you know? There you go. On, on, a, time. on a 1 to 10, with 10 being the best, Steve, what's this nation's individual freedom score just now? Well, gosh, it's hard hard to place a number on it, uh, you know, it, especially since it's clearly uh, the trajectory is not good, right? It's heading in the wrong true. direction. Let's agree on that. Yep. Let's say that it is it is um, wherever it was, it is no longer there. Yeah. And wherever it's heading to, we do not want. How that's, about that? Well, that, that's very good. Where would you where would you say we first began to derail? Well, I mean, you could go back to some amendments. You could go back to um, the early 1900s. I mean, you could go back oh, wow. to socialism. You could go back to Marxism, right? So, yeah. so I mean, I think I think if you look at the Marxist spirit that's that that began in the early 2000s and and that led to the centuries, the most deadliest. The deadly century that our world has seen, right. the 20th century, um, that was built on the back of, uh, of things like eugenics, which comes, which was born of um, Marxism and Freudism, uh, and and that you now and then we and transitioned into this view of socialism and communism as the state of things that we should be moving to. Um, which ultimately, of course, which belies human nature, which goes against everything that um, incents a human being to be their best selves and incents yeah. human beings to be their worst selves. And we saw our worst selves 
in the 20th century. Uh, and that spirit remains. Uh, we have not crushed that. In fact, uh, you could even point, say it's ascendant to our earlier point, is that um, uh, freedom is threatened greatest by uh, that spirit of Marxism, that spirit of totalitarianism that lies in communism, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's, and that's, so, and what, what, in terms of what the founders would say, well, here, here's one of the things that uh, Roger Sherman, one of the not not a uh, a leading actor, but but a supporting actor in the founding, um, said he said, "Sad will be that day when the American people forget their traditions and their history, yeah. and no longer remember that the country they love, the institutions they cherish, and the freedom they hope to preserve were born from the throes of armed resistance to tyranny." And nursed in the rugged arms of fearless men. So that says, "So sad will be that day, right?" Mm-hmm. So there, for for America, this is. Yeah, we we are heading towards that sad day. We certainly yet, are. And yet, we still have the power and the control to stop this, right? So barely, have, I, I would think barely, though, Steve, because without without free voice, without free speech, which has basically been yanked away with the cancel culture. Uh, nobody wants to hear one side. Nobody wants to hear the side that says, hey, wait, what about individual freedoms? No, if you don't agree with them, you just get shut down and shut out. Well, when I really believe that we hate cancel culture and hate wokeness is when we start voting with our dollars, right? It's one thing to complain. That's true. Another thing to start acting with our dollar. So the the very companies, these very woke companies that – threaten our liberties, are the ones we buy products from every day. Um, and we continue to support that blue bubble economy, that blue bu- bubble corporations that are see all their incentives being aligned with the left, right? The left will punish them for, for stepping out of line. We don't punish them. We keep buying those Apple phones. We keep buying those products. When we start to create a red economy, when we start supporting companies that are pro-freedom, pro-liberty, then I'll believe that we are truly interested in ending cancel culture. Um, we, you know, we want to end uh, support of Putin by not buying oil from Russia, but we don't want to end wokeism by stop buying Pepsi and Coca-Cola from companies that are are woke. Um, and and that's when we make that choice. When we say it's time to create a red economy, when it's time for us to truly stand up for, uh, then I'll know that, that we are ready to turn this ship around and we are done with, uh, with wokeism, with leftism, with socialism. You know, you make a very good point. And there's, it reminds me of, a, of a, a saying down here in Texas, when people aren't really up to what they say they're up to, we call them somebody with, who's all hat and no cattle. You know, it's well, just a, that, well, that's just it. Put smoke your and mirrors, yeah. Or another way to put it, put your money where your yeah. mouth is, right? Yeah. But, and and that's and that's it. And so when we say, well, no, we we will not support buy razors from companies that do not like men. <laughs> we will not buy <laughs> um, soda pop from companies that uh, um, that literally Coca Cola. I'm thinking of right now because they literally took the side of the left that said that the Georgia law that just asked, you know, this this is a crazy thing that the Georgia law asked people to do. When you show up to vote, 
we would like you to bring your ID, your Georgia driver's license, mm-hmm. so we know it's you who's voting. That's the Georgia law right there. And they said it's Jim Crow. It's, it's oppressing people from voting. It's stopping people from voting. So, and, then, and then Delta and Coca-Cola jumped in and behind them. And ultimately, uh, uh, Georgia paid the price yeah. for, for – and, and, and yet we still drink, we fly on their planes and, and drink sure. their soda pop. I can't and even that, buy a fishing license in Texas without showing ID. That, well, that's just it. A- everything, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, of course, you, know, you can't you write can't, a check. You, so, that's right. That's sure. right. It's absurd, and of course, there's a there, there's an agenda behind it. Um, and when we start to say that uh, enough is enough, and and when we experience the awakening that I believe is coming, the awakening that we are at the very beginning of now, in which parents see their interest in treat, teaching five year olds transgender. Mm-hmm. And 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 when they see what woke culture does, when they see the depths that they are willing to sink to, uh, when we actually become fully awake as people to what is threatened, that we can no longer float down the lazy river of America, we have to actually take action, stand, we have to sacrifice, we have to take pains. Previous generations of Americans have fought and died for liberty. What yeah. we have to do is change our credit card number on our accounts that we and where we purchase things. So if that's the sacrifice we have to make and that's all we have to do, a few dollars and a few credit card account changes, um, then that's we need to make that change and we need to make our voice heard so that corporate America understands that we will not buy any product from a company that is prejudiced against conservatives, that stands against patriots, and that will and that and that um, will not take the side of um, people of faith and and Americans who love this country. And if if you will, if you're not going to stand with us, then we're going to stand against you. And when they get that message, uh, things will change. Steve Rab. The Founder's Speech to a Nation in Crisis. I only had about a page and a half more questions, but I was not about to stop you when you were saying exactly (laughs) what this audience needed to hear. Steve Rabb, thank you so very much for your time, my friend. Thank you, Doug. We'll do it again. You bet. All right. Coming up next on 50 Plus, we'll talk to a young woman named Ella Kolick, a Bosnian woman who's written a book about the effects of war on children and how Americans, especially our children, thankfully have been shielded from the atrocities of war for as long as this country's existed. We'll do that in just a minute. On the way out, if you have a stain, if you have a spill that needs to be removed from your clothing, your furniture, the upholstery in your vehicle, your rugs, your carpet, wherever you have that spill, Incredible will take it up. So far, so good for me. Incredible is batting a 1,000 in my home, and I'm glad to say that. I'm proud to say that and happy to speak for this company. Been in my house for 20-plus years. Very safe for children and pets, and it really does work. You just pour some Incredible on the stain. You give it a second and blot it up with a clean, dry cloth. And away it goes. Available at Ace Hardware and HEB. Ask for it by name, Incredible. Now, they sure don't make them like they used to. That's why every few months, we wash them, check his fluids, and spray on a fresh coat of wax. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. 
1232 on AM 950 KPRC. Welcome back to 50 Plus. Thank you for listening. Study here, Will, says vegetarian birds are more sociable than those that eat bugs. Unfortunately, all they ever want to talk about is how great it is to be a vegetarian bird. Welcome back to 50. Did you like that or not? I couldn't tell from your reaction. My next guest, just 20 years old, a college student in California who was born in Bosnia and has released a book, Trees Without Roots, that tells about the Bosnian War, the early 90s, 92 to 95, as seen through the eyes of her father and aunt, not aunt. Okay, I I say that. I'll, I'll see what... I'll see what Ella says, who then were 11 and 15, one day just enjoying their adolescence and then suddenly living in and on a battlefield. Welcome, Ella. Thank you for your time. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. Sure. So so when you were 15, 15 years old, just five years ago, a, a relative handed you a stack of letters. What did you think you were receiving then? Well, I was a little bit confused because I received these letters on Thanksgiving Day, and I thought to myself, you know, for Thanksgiving, we make dinner. We usually don't give presents to one another. Sure. So, yeah, so when I got those envelopes and letters, I was like, I was really confused, and they were all just staring at me, dead silent, trying to figure out my own reaction. Oh, so So they knew. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they knew what was Mm -hmm. in there, but... They just watched me read the letters one by one, and that's when I figured out that I wanted to make a book out of these letters. And they were letters from? It was letters that my dad and aunt wrote, not aunt. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Darn, you and Will. Well, you're both young. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Um, it's letters that they wrote mm-hmm. to their parents and grandparents and other relatives in their family during the war. Wow, and you you knew right then and there there was a whole lot more to the family history than you'd been told, didn't you? Yes, because before that, I just knew that my parents were from Bosnia and Mm -hmm. that they were refugees from the war, but I didn't have a better understanding or a deeper understanding of my family roots. So what really compelled you to just open wide that chapter and to kind of hear what it was like for them? Why did you want to know so badly about all that? I've always wanted to know more about Mm -hmm. my own history, especially because I knew I was both Orthodox and Muslim. And when I would talk to my friends, they would find that kind of weird because or something different because they've never heard that before. So I would ask my family, but they weren't really open yet to having a conversation with me until I turned 15 and a half when they thought that I was emotionally mature enough to have a intense conversation like that. Wow. I read that your father was especially reluctant to share his experiences. Do you think he was just trying to protect you? I would say that he was trying to protect me, especially because this is a really difficult conversation to have, especially with family members or someone really close to you. Because I would say my parents, they have a really close relationship with them, which I'm thankful for. And so even though they thought I was emotionally mature, I still found it very hard on my end too to be listening to these war stories. Yeah, they didn't they didn't hold anything back once they started talking, did they? It was a bit challenging at first because mm-hmm. you could sense some hesitancy, but I'm grateful sure. that they did open up to me mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, you you are old enough and you just the, the wisdom just from then 15 to now, it, it's pretty clear listening to you that you're glad you got what you did when you did because and look at what you've done you've turned it into a book that's being read really all over the world it's it's been published in bosnia as well hadn't it 
Yes, it has. That's just amazing. So how Thank long you. ago did you finish Trees Without Roots? I got it officially published when I was 18 years old, and then wow. my Bosnian translation came out when I was 19. That's pretty that's pretty strong credentials for a 20-year-old, i got to tell you. <laughs> Thank you, but I will admit it was a bit challenging at first because being such a young person, no one really took me that seriously. So what would you what would you feel what do you feel now about what's happening to the children in Ukraine? I find it very unfortunate especially because I see a lot of parallels to what the children during the Bosnian war went through and it's just very disheartening to see history in a way repeat itself and that you know we as a global power are just being bystanders and essentially kind of letting it happen in front of our very eyes. Yeah, it's very hard for you to take, I'm sure. You mentioned that the children in this country, especially where you grew up kind of over here, they live in a bubble. Talk about that. Yeah, because a lot of these international relations or wars that are happening in European soil, it's something that we will never experience here. I mean, granted, we did have wars in America, but for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very easy to kind of separate ourselves from what is happening in Russia and Ukraine right now because it's happening in Europe. It's so far away from us. And in a way, we're kind of dehumanizing what is those children there because we're just viewing them as numbers and statistics rather than lives that are being affected by this political situation. Yeah, they were they were just having fun and, and living their lives, and, and suddenly their entire worlds were turned upside down. You were recently back in Bosnia, Ella Kolik. What did you most want to see in the country where your father and aunt lived their that just dangerous childhood, really? Um, I went back, actually, for a project that I'm currently working with my um, Bosnian publisher. Oh, good for We're you. There. Yes, thank you. The entire goal is to help other young authors have their own first work published. And so that's why I went back, because I was there. My book, actually, is there to help financially support these publications. So if you do buy a copy, all of the proceeds will go to that project called Moja Prva Kniga. Oh, wow. And going back, yeah, going back, it was very interesting because now since I had this new perspective of my family history, it was very cool and, like, also, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just so surreal to be in a place where my parents have been through, my dad and my aunt have been through during the war and just kind of seeing the story come to life because I've been to Teslich before, but then now going in there with this new background and story in mind, it just completely changed my perspective about the country itself as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you if finding out what you found out, starting with those letters on Thanksgiving Day of all days, it was a good time, it turns out, to give them to you. Does it explain some of maybe your father or your aunt's behavior as you were growing up? You look at them now and say, oh, now I get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get it. I get why they were so hesitant at first, because it's no easy topic. And I think they're trying to also introduce my younger siblings to it slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't imagine how difficult it must have been opening up, because these are stories that they kept to themselves for over 20 years. And they would only talk amongst each other about it, but never really anyone else outside of the family or like outside of the family that the situation has happened to. So they were just right in the middle of it, just as those kids in ukraine are right exactly oh my, my father he was on the front lines actually for a little bit of the war with his parents wow so i can't imagine how difficult that must have been oh no that's just frightening as can be tell me about this project again you're doing in bosnia what's the name of it 
Right. So the project is called Moya Prva Kniga, which translates to my first book. And the financial proceeds of my book are funded in this project, and it helps publish the first books of other young authors who enter into this competition. So last year, on December 13th, we had our first festival, and there we published the work um, of Enes Hodzic, who unfortunately died from a grenade during the war, and he was only 13 oh, years old. Lord. But he wrote a lot of poetry about the war and how children feel about the war and how it's kind of reflected onto them, because children are often mirrors for a the political situation around them and how their parents react. Mm-hmm. So that's why we chose that book to be published because it falls very parallel with the message that my book is also holding. It's been so hopefully honor. this coming year, yes, in honor of him. And there's also a documentary that we premiered at that festival to honor his life. Well, but hopefully a, we will have another. It's, oh, also an honor, it's also an honor to talk to you. It really is. I want you, if you would, to text me the name of that project again and the website to that number I called you on yesterday, if you don't mind, so that I can um, so that I can share that with my audience at another time. I, I don't want to forget sure. about this. This is very important. Thank you so much, Ella Kolek. I appreciate your time. Did you have to miss school today? Oh no! Don't worry about it. No, no I'm not worried about it at all. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Well, thank you again. I really do appreciate your time so much. And don't forget oh. to text me that information if you would, please. For sure. Thank you so much uh-huh. for having me here. Oh, no, thank you. It's been an honor. Really, it has. Thank you. All right. All right. We got to take a little break here. If you are tired of old fashioned vacuums that stir up almost as much dust as they pick up, you might want to look at airline vacuum and get yourself get yourself a whole house central system from airline vacuum. They are the national provider for sport clips, national vacuum provider. No more dusty floors, no more allergens floating through the air even after you vacuum. Airline Vacuum installs, services, and repairs all brands of central vacuums. It kind of sounds fancy, and it, it is a little bit, but it's also affordable either in new construction, very affordable, or you can actually have it retrofitted to your current home for probably much less than you think. The dirt and debris go through ducts in the walls to a canister in the garage, very easy to use, easy to clean. Just enjoy it. AirlineVacuum.com. The allergens go away. AirlineVacuum.com. Life, like wine, improves with age. Pour yourself another glass of 50-plus with Doug Pike. One, two, three, four. I remember this song as being... Slightly more up-tempo. Is somebody holding the turntable in there? <laughs> you ever seen a turntable? Where? In a picture? In real life. I've been to shows. Where? You've been to shows? Oh, you've been oh, yeah. to clubs, you mean? Where to there's clubs, a DJ mixing? Bars, yeah. And they're mixing. You know what? Guess who did that back in the disco days? Mm, I'm going to go with a guy named Disco Dave. No, you're looking at him. Oh. I did, man. I actually went and opened a club in Atlanta. I thought I'd told you that. What'd you call it? I didn't call it anything. It but was you a, opened it. Well, I, it was no. I was hired to DJ. And I, when I got over there, I got to set up the sound system. I got to go buy all the records because that's what we still did. Had the two turntables, but we didn't go all that scratchy stuff. No, we just played songs and then blended them so that the dance floor 
never emptied. That was the goal. And if people were just getting too sweaty and starting to stick to each other, you just kind of train wrecked it with some slow song where they could just go ahead and stay stuck for about three or four minutes and then crank it right back up. Give them a time to go have a drink. Most of the time, ironically, during the disco days, a lot of times at least, when you when you shut down that 100-plus beats per minute stuff where they were dancing and all, and when you slowed it down, the dance floor would almost empty. That was their chance to go breathe and get their get their wind back and have another cocktail and then just race right back out there and do a bunch of that John Travolta stuff. Whatever from what was that Saturday Night Fever? You ever seen that movie? I've never seen Saturday oh, Night dear Fever. Lord, I lived through that. All right, so let's you and I have a little fun. Let me just wad up this. That's totally unimportant to this show. Uh, it's too early, I think, to do the the whole game thing, and I don't want to hear that godforsaken bell. Um, up in the no, up there, capital idea or stop it, Fido. Let's go with stop it, Fido. New study found that letting your dog lick your face. Do you have a dog at home? I do. Does the dog lick your face? Uh, not my face. Not anymore. Well, I I never. Only okay, only on accident. You know? Their saliva, it turns out, might contain a super strain of E. coli that's resistant to antibiotics and just might kill you. So no more, and I'm sure there are a lot of very disappointed people to learn that because now they have to, now when their dog comes running up to greet them when they come home, they have to go, not so fast there, pup. Not so fast. Down, Those boy. people are gross. They're, They're gross. What? Well, yeah. It's, I had, man, I had a big old friendly, happy lab, and he would, he did his level best to to lick my face. And I just, even back then, I was a trendsetter. I didn't let that happen. That just made no sense to me. He's I cool see where that tongue that. goes <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Why would you um, ever let your dog it. lick your face? All right, I'll give you another one. Um, and I haven't put, let's just, there's a French bakery that's interesting, uh, or French fry factory, actually, is what it is, that's got something going on. Um, do you remember, no, you've never heard of The Bump. My audience has a dance called The Bump. The bump. Yeah, we just stand out there, and to the rhythm of the music, you just kind of hold your arms up and wave them around a little bit, and then slap hips with your partner, dance partner, back and forth for minutes on end. It was quite the move. It was much more tasteful than twerking. I can assure you that. Or what? It, what is the rest of that call where it's just two people grinding? Is that what it's? That's so just vile. It really is. Will you y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. All right, so do you want do the bump or or the french fry factory or birds the word? I'll leave that in play. I want I nothing to do with the bump. Let's do oh, Let's do the french fry frac- factory. <laughs> this is kind of interesting for 30 seconds it will be. French fry factory in New Zealand. A worker there spotted a grenade, a hand grenade on the potato conveyor belt thousands of potatoes and rolling down amongst them a hand grenade they call in the bomb squad good call turns out it was just a practice grenade 
from all the way back to World War II. Well, I don't know. It says 80 years old. That would take it back to the, yeah, the World War II. It's been that long. Holy cow. Training grenade. Um, I want to. I so desperately want to do one more. Oh, by the way, remember that new telescope and all? It's actually discovered the most distant object ever observed. Do you have a little rim shot drum ready or no? That most distant object ever observed, according to this, Will Smith's chance of another Oscar. Three, two, one. Still nothing. Just give up, Will. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All right, so let's go ahead and, and play our game. Do you have the bell? At least can you get that obnoxious sound? Which I... The trolley is in. Again. That's fine. Okay, so you want to go for, You go first today. I went first yesterday. Dej Loaf. Dej Loaf? The baker. You gotta be. That's a great guess, but no, she's a rapper. I thought it was a a, a man. Dej? How do you spell that? D E J. It's not Dej. Nope. You just have to know. You just got to be in the know. If you know, you know. Okay. Uh, Richard Hatch. Richard Hatchet. He's a hatch, uh, not hatchet. He's a he hatch. He's from not an, an axe egg. thrower. No. He's a chicken. Eggs are in the news though. The uh, price of eggs has gone up. The average price right now, like two forty something a dozen, which for up about a dollar from a year or so ago. There's some bird flu involved, and there's also inflation. A lot of people who were planning Easter egg hunts will are now scrambling for other ideas. Ooh, <laughs> that was dirty. Doug. That was a long way to that, wasn't it? All right, is it? Uh, oh, Richard Hatch. He is the winner. He was the winner. He's 61 years old today. Original survivor who also survived some, some um, county, I think, or maybe state time, maybe fed time for not paying his taxes on the million he won. I think he won a million dollars. I don't remember. He was in the first season of Survivor? Yeah. Wow. Richard Hatch. And then he went to jail and had to survive in there. That probably was a different kind of survival. What do you What do you have besides Dej? C.D. Lamb. De, but go back to Dej Loaf. Is it L-O-A-F? Uh, L-O-A-F, yes. Dej. Where did that? See if you can scramble up. <laughs> that was just accidental. The origin of that name, if there is one. I'm sorry, who did you say now this time? C.D. Lamb. CD ROM? I know what that is. That's computer. C- CD Lamb. Lamb? Um, how old is this person? Uh, 23. Singer. I Singer. Nope. <sighs> Football player. CD Lamb? Who's he play for? I don't know. It doesn't even say? How do you even know he's a football player then? Was it high school? Now he's a singer. He played high school no, football, he's in the, and now he sings. He's in the NFL. Okay. He plays for the Cowboys. All right, one more. John Schneider. John Schneider. John yeah, 62 Schneider. years old. I feel like John Schneider is very familiar. Uh, I'm going to go with television. Yeah, you're warm. Is it Nickelodeon? No, God, no. He was the original Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazard. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, well, he was a Duke. 
There you go. He also apparently played Jonathan Kent, whoever that was, on Smallville. Uh, it says, and a country music superstar. I've never seen him mentioned in country music circles. Have you? How much time? Do One minute? Okay, we can do that. Oh, <laughs> I, this is another one that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably regret doing. Californians going to Mexico for inexpensive fuel. Hmm, making a run to the border for cheap gas. Isn't that Taco Bell's slogan? <laughs> Are you making fun of Taco Bell? No, right I actually like Taco I Bell. It's, it's embarrassing to say, I but know. I do. I love the horse meat. I love know? the Supre- Burrito Supreme. I love me some deluxe tacos, the ones that have the lettuce and tomato in them and, and the cheese and the meat and all that stuff. And my son drives me crazy because he'll order seven seven tacos with just meat and cheese. And that's all he gets. And that's all you get this week of 50 Plus. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week, live on Tuesday, whatever Will comes up with on Monday. Thanks a lot. Adios. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.